Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. Hey, and welcome to this week's Boot Camp for Your Soul. So that why? We can develop mental muscle so that we live strong and healthy and prosperous. So this week, our question for you is, how you doing? How does your life feel? Uh, lavish, uh, rich and yummy, or dry as dust? <laughs> Do you feel like you're just walking in circles, you know, kind of like a, a dog chasing its tail? Uh, we, this week, we're going to talk about uh, the promised land and the Israelites and how God delivered them and they were so stinking ungrateful. And so why are we going to talk about the promised land and the Israelites? It's because scripture says uh, that their wandering in the wilderness serves as an example for us. We're supposed to learn something here. And so Jody, describe the promised land. What what was God leading them to? Well, you know how the Bible describes the promised land? Talks about in Joshua, called it a place of rest. Ezekiel called it the most glorious of all lands. Let me read in Deuteronomy 6.10 how it says, And it shall be when the Lord thy God has brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which you did not build, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, Wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. So all these things were built, prepared, ready for them, and they didn't have to lift a finger. Man, that's a that's a good God. That's a, good that's a cool promised land. <laughs> and see, God has promised us the same thing. God has good things for us, an abundant life, a purposeful life, one that's fulfilling, and and most important, one that's free, free of guilt and shame and all the, the awful things that the devil tries to bring on us. I mean, that, that our bills are paid. We've got plenty to go around, a rich and delicious, yummy life filled with hope and purpose so that our lives can overflow just like the the milk and honey it can overflow into someone else's life and so where are you today on your journey are you wandering are you do you feel like you're in a dry desert uh, has fear crept on? Are you frustrated with life? Well, there, there's a reason we don't make it into the promised land. And so why didn't the Israelites make it into the promised land? Of the millions, we're going to get into it, two, two eventually make it in. Why didn't they make it in? Well, they were in Egypt for 400 years living a slave life. Right. Imagine that. Right. They were in the most dire of circumstances. They were beat. Uh, they didn't own anything. Right. They were someone else's property. They had no vision for a future. Their children were slaves. Nothing was theirs. So imagine that year after year after year, nothing good is happening. So you are programmed as a slave. That's right. how you talk. 
That's how you think. That's how you act. That's how you live. Now, all of a sudden, someone comes along and says, it's time to go. Yeah. It's time to live a different life. And we go, oh, well, everyone will automatically take on the mindset of a champion, a warrior, and go out and conquer their promised land. The problem was they were delivered God sent the plagues, the 10 plagues, to supernaturally deliver them. They were fed manna from heaven. They were fed fish. They were healed. They left Egypt with riches. Everything was going right. And the Bible says, yet they did not please God because they didn't have faith. Right. Egypt was still in them. I mean, they, again, they saw themselves as slaves. Now they're out in the wilderness. They saw miracles. I mean, God parts the Red Sea. And like you said, I mean, manna from heaven, their shoes, their sandals never wear out. And yet even those things they saw, their identity was still as a slave. How is our identity We talk about thinking and identity all the time, how you see yourself, how I see myself. I mean, identity, this is what they, they, this is one of the reasons, this is the reason they didn't make it in. Mm -hmm. I mean, their doubt and unbelief, they are filled with fear. Mm -hmm. They, they, they want to, they, how many times do they want to go back? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely incredible, but this, this doubt and unbelief happens to us all the time. Doubt is that, that uncertainty Mm -hmm. that we feel that creeps in when we are challenged, you know, with with something that's scary. That's why we talk about being double-minded, that doubt you you're in faith and you're in fear, then you're in faith and you're in fear. Their unbelief, unbelief is a, is a complete lack of faith. And so that's what you were saying. The only way they didn't please God, they wandered for 40 years because they were acting without faith. They were totally in fear. And and it says that grumbling and complaining, they were completely ungrateful. Um, in Numbers 13, let me read just a little bit of the story where Moses told the spies to go out and spy out the land, see if it's as good as we've been told. And it says in, in verse 30, um, they came back and they said, yes, it's a great land. Yes, it's everything that we were told. It <laughs> flows with milk and honey. But, but the 10 spies said, there's giants. They're mighty people. They're stronger than we. Now, now get the picture. God has promised them this. He supernaturally delivered them from Egypt. He did all these miraculous things for them. And now he said, go and take the land. I'm with you. You can overcome. I have promised. I've promised this to you. So they go out, they come back and they go, oh, no, 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 no. It's too big. It's too mighty. Too many giants. Too powerful for us. And Crystal and I are going to touch on it a little later, how this applies to to us today. But let me go back (laughs) to verse 30 after the people were saying, no, 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 we can't take it. But there were two people who had a different spirit about them. And it says, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. He was ready to take it right now and possess it for we are well able 
to overcome it. And the Bible says later that Caleb had a different spirit about him. Let me guess. He had a spirit of overcoming faith in him. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Now, let me get this straight. God has just told him, go get the land. I promised it. Now you can take it. And Caleb and Joshua are going, let's do it now. We can do it now. And they are literally going against God saying, you're wrong. We're right. We can't. Ooh, dangerous territory. And they brought up, this is why the Bible says, and they brought up an evil report. God called it an evil report. He had time and time and time again proven. You know, that does get frustrating to people who you say, I love you. I care about you. I will do anything for you. And they go, no, you don't. You don't care. You don't love me. You know, after a while, that gets annoying. When you've proven yourself time and time and time again, you're trustworthy. You've proven yourself over and over and over again. You sincerely love someone. And they go, no, you don't. No, you don't. So God called this an evil report because they were... They were now not only in unbelief, they were in complete rebellion against what God had promised. They brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up its inhabitants. (laughs) Whoa, getting dramatic. Notice fear gets real dramatic. (laughs) It eats up its inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. So are they looking to God? Are they looking at their big and mighty God going, you're bigger, you're stronger, you're better than this. No, they are staring at these giants going, they're, not only are they bigger, they're going to eat us. <laughs> they're they're going to cannibalize and us. And we're little grasshoppers. <laughs> That's what this, yeah. in verse 33, it says, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers Unreal. and so we were in their sight and which is not true because fear lies too exactly. the lie was these people knew the children of israel were coming and they were terrified they knew they were going to be overcome they knew they were going to get whooped and and the 10 spies said we are in our own eyes see that's what crystal and i are going to focus on yeah. is who are you in your own eyes yeah I I said to Crystal, I said, you know, a lot of people think low of themselves and think they're losers, (laughs) but very few come out and go, I'm a grasshopper. (laughs) I'm a grasshopper. I'm the biggest loser on the planet. I know. Exactly. (laughs) So they, they were full of it. They were full that it comes out of your mouth after the almighty, yeah, yeah. everything God had done. They sat and thought about it constantly. We're small. 
We're losers. We're going to die. We're going to die. Our wives are going to get killed. Our children are going to get killed. We are going to get devoured. So And so that report goes through the camp. Yes. And it says... And everyone's in, crying Yes. Now. In chapter 14, in all the congregation, the whole congregation, now we're guessing, is two million plus. Right. So the whole congregation, I'm assuming they got in lines, you know, and one person would say something and pass it yeah. along to the people behind them. The old grapevine. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine by the time it got to the back. Yeah. Holy how, how cow. How crazy the yeah. rumors had gotten. <laughs> and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. So did they believe the report of Joshua and Caleb? Or did they believe the naysayers, the doubters, were going to die? And all the children of Israel murmured uh-huh. against Grumbling Moses. And, and notice you start murmuring and complaining against your leaders. You know, the the people who are trying to lead you into your promised land. Mm -hmm. And against Aaron and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had (laughs) died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness? Meaning, God wants us dead, doesn't he? (laughs) And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword? That's why he took us out here to kill us. <laughs> that our wives and our children would be as prey. Were it not better for us to return into, G- into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us get a new leader. Let yes. us get a captain and let us return unto Egypt unbelievable unbelievable it's just abs but that is what identity yep. and having the wrong identity boy your perspective is a mess mm-hmm. and what grumbling and complaining i mean it stopped them when they're complaining about the food and they're complaining about their leaders and 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 that grumbling is that you know kind of you, you know when people grumble they kind gossipy. of yeah they kind of say it under their breath you know they kind of mutter in their discontent yeah. and that Complaining is just flat out, you know, out in the open complaining. And it stops God from moving in our lives. I mean, we we just wander. And so they're they're ungrateful. All the things that God had done, are are we ungrateful? Boy, we talk about gratitude all the time because when we're ungrateful, we forget. Yeah. We forget what God has done. And so now they're grumbling and complaining. And they've got this completely distorted perspective of what's happening. Um, and we can do that. Uh, the, we, we look at the problems in our lives and we, we create giants out of them. We look at the promise. Uh, we, we look at the problem. We forget the promise. And that's what keeps us out. Those are some of the reasons why we are not in our own promised land. How do we cross this desert and get into this fruitful, exciting, purposeful life. How do we get there? Mm-hmm. How do how how should they have taken the land? Well, I'm gonna knock over another religious cow, Uh-oh. which I love to do. And here it is: one of the lies that the devil tells the church, tells Christians, is it's all just up to God. Right. And and it's not true. Have you heard the saying, "Let go." And let God. God. Now, what what is behind that saying? Let go and let God. So basically what you're saying is nothing is up to me. 
Whatever God wants to happen is going to happen. Now, I get casting your care. Right. You know, after you've done what you need to do, you cast the care and there's a rest in God. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about taking our promised land. There's two things God won't do for us. And that is receive for us. He's already given it what to he's us. already purchased for us by faith. And he will not resist the devil for us. The Bible told us to resist the devil because there's going to be giants. There's going yep. to be walls. There's mm-hmm. going to be haters. There's going to be negative circumstances. And I hate to even think about it, but there are going to be, res- there's going to be resistance in your life when you decide to take your promised right. land. Right. The, the thing is, we have to get aggressive as Christians. That devil's out to kill us. He's out to kill us. And if we have the mindset, which most people do, and, and I know I've had it. I'm not blaming anyone else. I know I've looked at my life going, now, why isn't more happening? You know, I tend to go, God, you know, come on, do it for me. I'm believing you. I'm trusting you. And I'm sitting there waiting for things to fall on me when, okay, here it is. When God brought the children of Israel into the promised land, he had them taking steps of faith. Right. He had them walking by faith and he said, "No, I'm going to tell you what's going on here and now you need to trust me. Okay? I'm going to provide. You need to go here. You need to do this." And they they resisted every step of the way. Right. Same thing with us. Yep. Every day he is going to tell you to do something. Now, is he going to tell you to do something, you know, like cross a Red Sea? Maybe, maybe not. But he might ask you to change your attitude. He might ask you, you know, you've got a hundred dollars in savings and God's prompting you to go give that hundred dollars to so-and-so. He, you know, you're going to have to face some fears, You're going to have to be willing. Your heart needs to be willing to do stuff that you've never done before. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. Yeah, but we love comfort. Right. We love safe. We love comfort. We we love to know what the next step is, how it's going to turn out. We need to know a a year from now where I'm going to be. But... God's not going to tell you. Well, there's a reason he says, fight the good fight. The good fight of faith. It's obviously a fight. Uh Uh-huh. He says, lay hold of eternal life. The violent take the kingdom of God by force. Now, you have to go after and get what's been promised to you. So let's say your promised land is healing. Let's say your promised land is finances. Let's say your promised land is you want a marriage restored. You want your children back from the world. You know what? There's going to be a fight. Circumstances will tell you you're not healed. Your body will tell you you're not healed. The bills piling up on the table will go, look, you're more in debt than you've ever been. But if we were to look at those circumstances, they're negative. You know what? They're the giants. They're the walls. They're uh They're the iron chariots. But we look to the word of God. What does God say? We've got to decide. I'm going to trust you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what everyone's telling me. We have to learn to go, God, your 
word said by Jesus stripes, I am healed. And a day may go by, a week may go by. Time doesn't matter. You stand until you see your promised land. And that's when meditation really comes in. So you know what you're going after. You know what God has promised you. You find that scripture. And meditation is not just some foo-foo little. It's focused attention on the word of God and the promises of God. God, you said. So those bills that you don't see being paid, that's not what Ephesians 3.20 says. It says that, God, you do exceedingly abundantly above all all that we can ask or think if it's healing by your stripes i am healed and you get that scripture and we believe i mean i've you should see my office i got them pinned all over in here i'm looking at the word all the time i'm looking at those pictures all the time the promises that god has has given to us and and we're staring at that word that that's how you make these things happen he's already done it for us we talked about resurrection and the power and the promise there it is Now you find that word and you get it in front of your eyes and you mutter it in a good way and you talk, you, you, you whisper it and you look at it and you focus and, and it will, it will make that, that dream come true. Let's face it. This world is full of fear. Yes. It's full of just terrible things happening. It's going to be really, really challenging to receive your promised land, to receive the promises of God when we're immersed in the world and fear. If we're watching TV seven, eight, nine hours a day, we're all you hear is negativity and doubt and fear and see that's getting in your heart. Right. It's getting in your mind. And that's what you're believing. So the challenge is to get yourself by the nap of the neck, <laughs> grab that Bible, yep. grab some great faith building teaching, grab a great book and, and get yourself to focus on that. Right. So that's, that's when When you're focusing, meditating on the promises of God, that picture on the inside of you begins to grow. The the picture of your body being healed, the picture of a harmonious marriage, a picture of your children being delivered and set free and serving God. But if if we listen to the world and if we listen to the news, I mean, we're all doomed. So it's a fight. I mean, our flesh loves that stuff. It wants to hear it. It wants to hear doom and gloom because that's the nature of the flesh. It's just negative. So, and the power of our words. Yeah. The yeah. I mean, it will create. Yes. Your, our reality. We have to declare. Uh, what God says, yes. but man, what we do, we want to talk about the problem. Oh, yes. We just want to talk about the problem. We've got to get the right picture mm-hmm. in front of us. We always say, if you can see it, you can seize it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever we are consuming through our eyes, through our ears, that is who we are becoming. So if, if you're in a desert today. We, we've got to ask ourselves, why am I just spinning in circles here? Why can't I seem to get into the promised land, what God has promised me? And we have to ask ourselves, you know, what, what are we taking in? Like you said, man, if I'm watching 
TV for seven, eight hours. Um, that could be a reason why I'm I'm feeling a bit dry. Yeah, yeah. You know, not not quite making it here. So, all right, you guys, listen. God is so good. Uh, look at what he had for the Israelites. I mean, they, they did end up wandering for 40 years. And it was an 11-day journey. It was an 11. <laughs> that blows my mind. I don't want it to be an 11-day journey and I sputter for the next 40 uh-huh. years. So what problem have you been dealing with yeah. for 10, 20, 30 years? Exactly. Where it could be taken care of in a matter of minutes uh-huh days obedience yeah you know walking in faith not letting fear you know just uh have us again spinning around uh, god has a promised land he this is the example for us what to do and what not to do and so there is a promised land for you no grumbling no complaining we need to be grateful for everything so that we don't forget so we don't forget all the good things that god has done how he's already delivered us don't focus on the giants there are plenty of them don't focus on the giants uh focus on the promise and you you guys it's a fight go get it yep uh god we are remember we're joint heirs meaning we god is is promised us we are entitled to what he has that's so cool go get it this is this life is a life of faith and it's a fight and but listen god has everything for us he has delivered us he's already taken care of it go get your promised land right on So, you guys, thanks so much for being a part of the Soul Gym. Uh, We appreciate you. If you want to um, get more, go get our book on Amazon, Mind Moxie, How to Help You Master What's Mastering You. It's all about strong thinking. Uh, That's it. When we're strong inside, guess what? We're strong outside. We appreciate your support, please. Again, we believe this is the most life-changing message, the message of Jesus Christ. Tell all your friends, tell everybody on the planet, tell everyone you know until next week where we see you at the Soul Gym where we develop mental muscle so you can live strong and healthy and prosperous. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.